0: Our sacred text for today from the book of Matthew, the 10th chapter. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority. Authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. If your home is if the home is deserving let your peace rest on it. If it is not let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Here ends the reading.
1: All right, I wanna thank you for the invitation to be here today. I'm gonna talk about that very last sentence in that line. Um, And I especially wanna thank the facilities personnel for being here who have to listen to me every Monday morning at 8.15. And uh, I truly appreciate your willingly to come to me (laughs) and listen to me in this forum. And what would I start with if I were talking to the facilities guys right now? Uh, On-call report, that's one. uh, But another one I'd say, well, what's coming up? and what's coming up, of course, orientation tomorrow, and uh, so I hope my message in some way ties into those things as we think about all the pressure and all, and particularly in that very last sentence, it's leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet, and that's what I'm gonna talk about. Uh, Before I talk about that, I'm just gonna talk just a little bit. Uh, It doesn't relate directly to the message, but something I've always been interested in and then, you know, invite me to speak, so. (laughs) Uh, so uh, so I really enjoy the, the you know, 12 disciples, you, okay, you guys have Israel and you know stay away from the Gentiles. So you know Bible facts, New Testament facts. So who had the Gentiles? who was sent to the pastor, you know, pa- pastor uh, the Apostle Paul, of course. And I always think this is interesting. You have the 12 disciples, they have this, sort of this intensive experience and it's like, okay, you guys go take israel and and paul you 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 take the rest of the world i thought if you're paul you say well wait a second here but anyway so i just start with that um one little bit on that too i always thought uh you know when i was a kid and you hear these stories and and paul is is traveling with barnabas and you know you're a kid all these names kind of blend together and there's Barabbas, right, is the criminal that's released at the time of the crucifixion. And I thought, man, that, that guy gets around, like, <laughs> associating the two. So anyway, just a few introductory notes. Um, I'm going to talk first about shaking the dust off uh, modern-day application. Uh, believe me, I'm not a psychologist, but sometimes I play one at work. Um, there's something called a Miller's Law. It talks about you can only hold seven, this is a real thing, you can only hold seven concepts in your mind at any one time. This relates to things like grocery lists, uh, some say the reason that the standard phone number is seven digits relates to that, although I don't know if if that's something that sort of became true over time. So they even call it the magic number of seven. Okay. Um, Then there's further research that goes on to this and it's how the seven then relates to the complexity of tasks and also exterior or external stress that the individual is under. And guess what, right? So with the stress from the outside, this number goes down. Uh, It can go down to one, two, or three items. That then creates another dynamic because then one is worried about the things that aren't happening a cycle of now I'm worried about these things I can't get done now I'm worried so I'm not getting things done so uh, that's Miller's law of seven things and then there's a whole nother piece of this um, in a book I'm reading right now it's called thinking fast and slow where an individual is, is talking about how or the author is talking about how decisions are made and how good decisions are made and he finds a similar dynamic occurs when one is under stress or if one is sort of worn out, if they're in a negotiation-type environment, they will start making deals that are not favorable to them because, why? They're just done. It's like, you know what? I don't want to go forward. So all those things relate to this shaking the dust off that I believe that Christ is referring to. He says, you go to the house, the people don't want to deal with you. You know what? Shake the dust off move on. Clearly that's not a situation where you are going to accomplish what you want to accomplish. I, I believe that Christ is recognizing at that level, if we're going to minister onto the world, that we need to shake that off, shake the dust off. Um, first time I've given a presentation from the iPad. so um, I, Now I'm going to talk a little bit about my personal experiences uh, growing up. Uh, some of you have heard many of these stories. Uh, I I grew up uh, a relatively conservative church, a very charismatic church um, in South Dakota. Many would think that it was a very small place, right? Just those things, kind of South Dakota. (sighs) Uh, But actually we had a good uh, probably 200 regular attenders in church every week. It was a Wesleyan church by the way that Uh, Weskins broke off from the Methodists. We have our history of why that happened, their history. But anyway, ours was way more more favorable. Um, So anyway, uh, we had this young pastor, Pastor Joe, dynamic young man, straight out of seminary, uh, sort of unimaginable to me in this era where people are sort of, how do they say that, aging, older, older. so he was most likely 25 when he was a full senior pastor at this church. Uh, by the way, the other employee was my mother as church secretary. And the two. Uh, so he was uh, right out of seminary. He was our church, young, dynamic man, uh, full of life and enthusiasm and truly a special thing to, to somebody who was a young, maybe preteen, early teenager at that era, to listen to a guy like this with all this energy uh, and be able to relate to many of the things that he said uh, and Pastor Joe left a, a lasting impression on me. Uh, I, I remember little snippets of his sermons uh, very often. Uh, and uh, one of them, he talks about doing counseling. And uh, again, he's a young guy. And, uh, and again, uh, recognize the era. This is in the 70s, uh, counseling housewives. That area, and again, uh, please recognize the era. Probably not something that uh, a church pastor would talk openly about today. And he said uh, uh, housewives would come to him for counseling, and they'd talk about being uh, sort of run down and not be able to get anything done and overwhelmed. And you know, picture a 14 year old hearing these things. Y- you think adults have problems, you know, like. They've got it made, you know, no no bedtime, No, nobody telling them what to do. What do they need to go get counseling for? So that was kind of a shock to me. Uh, and uh, uh, first off, and then second, like I said, there's 200 probably 200 regular attenders, so uh, I definitely knew every family in the church, and I was like, okay, who's going for counseling here, looking around? <laughs> um, but anyway, so, uh, uh, it's, and I, I will also say at some level I was really impressed that you know, this perhaps 27 year old at that time was counseling in that environment, really sort of surprised by all these things. But anyway, outside of my surprise though, uh, his, advice sticks, his, his advice sticks with me. And, and I realize for those that may have a counseling background, uh, I'm definitely not trying to take over that world and simplify it. But I remember his message was when they come in First thing I say is I'm going to help you. I'm going to work with you, however long it takes. And the second thing I say is, what does your laundry room look like right now? Can you imagine? I know a little bit, a little bit different than one would say in today's world, um, but I, I think the message is good. And and in his telling, they would say, oh, you know, there's clothes everywhere. I can't get to it. I, I just can't get the energy to to start on it. And he would say, okay. Why don't you go home, do your laundry right now, uh, and then come back, and then we'll talk. And and according to his telling of the story, um, and again, it's all these good, great, you know, Midwest Protestant work ethic messages in this whole thing, but in his telling of the story, the women would come back, and then they'd be ready to engage in things where they could move forward. Um, And I'm relating that, of course, to the shake the dust off. It was like, okay, here's something that you have control over, Don't worry about the rest of the world right now and what's going on. Like, take care of this thing that you can control in your life. Shake the dust off and take care of it. Um, One other story from that era. Um, Pastor Joe, uh, even though I said all those great things, he could be extraordinarily long-winded and uh, a 40-minute sermon, again, sermon, (laughs) not unusual. And and as you can imagine to the 14-year-old, that was not so great. Especially uh, you know, a huge Minnesota Vikings fan and <laughs> the clock is ticking towards kickoff and oh my goodness, it's the end of the world. So anyway, it was extraordinarily long-winded. He really liked to get his messages in. And uh uh and you could tell at times in the church uh p- people physically starting to nod off even, you know, perhaps myself included. And uh and here's another sort of misconception of being young. You think the person up at the front doesn't have any idea, you know, sort of has a white screen in front of him, but I'm sure he would see all this going on and, and perhaps even see me nodding off. And he, a, not a common occurrence, but, you know, maybe uh, three, four times a year, you could tell he would sense that. And he would call up the pianist at that time, which at times could be my mother also, by the way. Um, and he would launch and lead a rousing, uh, uh, chorus of when the role is called up yonder. And, uh, I don't know, how many people know the, him? Uh, I will thank, uh, the, uh, the, uh, Kyle in particular for indulging me. We're going to close with that. I, I will tell you, I will not lead it though because, <laughs> because of a serious lack of talent. But anyway, he would, uh, He would again get this going and be up there and he could sing but but more it was about his enthusiasm and his passion and and he'd leave this very clear message like look you know we should be happy to be where we are right now um let's not get burdened down like let's be enthusiastic enthusiastic for who we are and what we stand for and what we do right now and uh and to me that was another way like another lesson that i learned from pastor joe about like shaking this dust off. Let's return to our center, what we're about, what we're trying to accomplish. Let's celebrate those things, because being on a path to do those things is far better than, than not having that path. So let's celebrate those things and, uh, and move forward. Um, I, sorry. I'll say I do a little thing like this um, with our project managers uh, in the office. Um, no hymns, unfortunately. But uh, what we do is, uh, at the beginning of the summer, we put all the projects up on this whiteboard, and then we have a, a regular project meeting. We go through all of them, and, and it's not all that exciting, I will tell you. But when we finish a project, we bring the project manager up with a, with a, with a pen, and, uh, and we have them cross it off, and, uh, and then they get to pick a celebration music f- for their song. And we get everything from rap to whatever. We don't have that many project managers, by the way. So, but anyway, uh, so I, I kind of draw on that experience, I feel like, from Pastor Joe way back when, where it's like, you know what, this project is done, we're going to cross it off the list, we're going to move on, we're going to celebrate that we get to, we're able to move on and celebrate as a group and and uh, and quite often there is some high-fiving involved too and and again it's all about this like let's shake the dust off and let's, uh, let's don't have to worry about that anymore we're gonna worry about these other ones maybe that are still up here but let's move on Okay, so uh, with that, I'll I'll just mention and uh, recite the serenity prayer, uh, which uh, I know is at some people's office walls at California Lutheran University, as shocking as that may seem. Serenity prayer, how many people know this, right? Just about everybody, right? So I'll just recite it. Oh God, give us the serenity to accept what cannot be changed, the courage to change what can be changed, and the wisdom to know one from the other, Um, and again, shaking the dust off. Let's understand what's important. Let's not worry about the things that aren't important. Let's celebrate the things that we succeed in and shake the dust off. Thank you.
2: Most Holy God, to be grateful is to recognize your love. Your love is born in us and through us. Lives and moves has a being. Every breath we draw is a gift of you. And every moment of existence is pure grace, for it brings with it certain peace and mercy. May our gratitude take nothing for granted. Make it constantly awaking to a new wonder, followed by daily praise. God, your goodness is all around us, not by hearsay, but by experience. And that, what makes all the difference. Please stand. Loved by the grace of God, continue to be a good gift by sharing the love of God with the entire world. Amen.